0: Today's episode of the Complete Sentences Podcast is brought to you by Lance Mannion's new book, The Trembling Fist. Check it out at LanceManion.com, Amazon.com, or wherever hilarious, witty, and sometimes offensive books are sold. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Complete Sentences podcast. My name is Rocky, and I'm so thrilled that we could be together again. And, uh, you know, I'd like to welcome you guys back to the party. Um, Today's episode is going to be pretty awesome. Uh, We have a great guest, and we're going to have some some live in-studio music, man. What's better than that? Before we get into the deets on that... I would like to just bore everyone with a commercial. So um, if you're listening to this and you have not done so yet, please don't forget to check out Amazon.com forward slash shops forward slash complete sentences. Um, On there, that is our our Amazon storefront. And you will find any rare, obscure tapes, CDs, books, DVDs, Blu-rays, any type of, of media that you're looking for. Um, and it might seem too crazy or too stupid or just such a waste of time that no one in this world will have it, check with us first because that's what we specialize in. Um, We waste tons and tons of hours compiling all of these old tapes and CDs and Atari games and NES games and just any kind of shit that's past its prime but people are still looking for. That's, That's what we specialize in, so... Um, come on down and check us out. Amazon.com forward slash shops forward slash complete sentences. We ship worldwide and also anything that you buy is going to include some, uh, CSP stickers. So for every, everybody that listens and they email me asking how they can get the stickers, um, we don't sell the stickers. So right now this is really the only way to do it. Some of our tapes are like as cheap as 50 cents, you know, a buck jump on there, um, you know, buy a tape or something. I don't care if you guys just want to throw it away. Maybe rip the tape out, wrap it around the Christmas tree. You know, as a holiday tinsel, something like that. Whatever you do, is going to ship out with complete sentences stickers. So, once again, you buy three tapes, you get uh, to six stickers. So, I mean, come on, guys. That's the way to do it. You know. Um, so yeah, check that out. And I guess that's that's basically it. Um, yeah. So let's move on with this episode now. Commercial is done. I try to make them quick and painless, guys. Um, you know, I don't I don't really like to sit around too much and talk about commercials. What I do, however, like to talk about are the people that like to come on, that are nice enough to come on this podcast and um, sit and entertain my silly questions and just be cool people. So today I am more than happy to welcome Stephen Favaza, Um, He's from the electronic band Hands and Feet. I'm going to ask him a ton of questions just about music, producing, touring, all that fun stuff. Um, And he's also going to perform some songs. That's coming up in the next segment. So stick around for that. You guys are not going to want to miss it. Uh, But for now, I just want to talk about something that's kind of been... Um, weighing on my mind a little bit, I guess you could say, and I wouldn't feel right without talking about it on the podcast. Um, For those of you who have not heard, Tommy Ramone recently passed away. He was the last surviving member, the original member of the Ramones, um, and he's passed away from cancer, which it seems like a majority of the Ramones have died of cancer, except for Didi, who basically killed himself with drugs. But... um, I just kind of wanted to to talk a little bit about how much, you know, the Ramones shaped who I had become, and you know that it it just sucks that uh, that Tommy's gone now. Um, now, to some of the more casual fans out there, you might be saying, you know, who the fuck is Tommy Ramone? Tommy was a huge part of the uh, Ramones whenever they first started as a band, and I'm talking way back whenever it was Dee Dee on bass and lead vocals johnny on guitar and joey on drums um tommy was going to be the manager basically he was also the producer until joey decided that he no longer wanted to play on drums because if you guys listen to ramon songs man it's gotta be fucking hard to keep up with those on drums so tommy sat in he did awesome joey took over lead vocals and tommy was in the band for like four years um four of their most influential years. He sat in on, I think, I think three or four records also. And even some of the more diehard fans might not have even noticed, but Tommy would sit in the recording sessions and record the guitar solos over Johnny's rhythm guitar, because although Johnny was the one guitar player um, live, he didn't like to play lead guitar. He was a rhythm guitarist. So uh, Tommy would record the solos. So that's, that's kind of an interesting fact there. Um, but he was basically in the band, I think, until, like, 78. And then after that, a bunch of bullshit, you know, <laughs> fucking... Uh, we're not going to talk about Richie Ramone or Elvis Ramone or C even CJ Ramone. If you guys want to talk about that kind of shit, call into a different podcast. You know, call into, like, Sound Opinions or something like that. And I'm sure they'll talk about Richie Ramone with you. But I just basically wanted to kind of talk about the influence that the Ramones had on me growing up. My favorite thing is whenever I'm in a car with somebody and I play like Ramones and they're like, why do you like this shit? It's so simple and stupid, you know, it's just like stupid brainless music. I guess if you're coming into it late in the game, it might seem like, you know, basic chord structures, not a whole lot of craziness going on, but man, in the 70s, they they revolutionized punk rock. And if you're a real fan of the ramones i mean it's it's amazing how much those those three chords in each song can just they it can be so much more than just the basic chord structures you know i love it's it's almost like a like a different language you know listening to a, a live ramones album fans of the the band that have been listening for years they can pick up what song it is the first two seconds and I mean really there are like maybe 12 different chords that they that they kind of mix up and play different songs and each one consists of like three chords but you know and it's all in the same tempo too it's all like the same time structure but you know it right away man it's it's just uh you know it's great and I'm always going to be a Ramones fan All right, guys. I mean, that's it. I just kind of wanted to to talk. I'm not going to talk your ear off anymore about the Ramones. Most of you are sitting there banging your head against the wall saying, "Okay, you know, we know the Ramones, dude. What are you going to tell us next? Hey, water is refreshing. Okay, it's great whenever you're thirsty. I just wanted to stop and um, just pay a little bit of homage to Tommy. And, you know, basically, Tommy, to you, we say goodnight, sweet prince. And thanks for the memories, guy. why Everybody. We're back on CSP, and I'm actually on location here. I am in the recording studio of Stephen Favaza.
1: Hello.
0: And Stephen is the, uh, well, I guess you're the the sole member and creator of Hands and Feet. Yes. Is that correct? That's right. Okay, so they're an electronic band here from St. Louis, and uh, just going to kind of waste some of his time here and ask him some, <laughs> some silly <laughs> questions that uh, I'm interested in, so I'm really thankful that uh, he's given me the time here today.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it
0: man um we'll start with uh, just from the beginning I mean what kind of got you into music in the first place
1: well my parents kind of did a lot of music growing up my mom played guitar and sang my father also sang uh brother played trombone and tuba that's just kind of like you know the idea of like a family <laughs> playing music is actually pretty cool you know um. And I just kind of got influenced from that. Listen to old rock and roll. My parents used to listen to old Rolling Stones, Beach Boys, stuff like that.
0: You know. Did you and your family ever have like any like family jam nights? No,
1: no. That was... would be so
0: cool, man. it would
1: be all right. I think uh, I think they'd have it. You don't think so? <laughs> I don't think they be really into it anymore. No. It'll be weird. Uh, shit. I'll be into it. <laughs>
0: what kind of music were they in, like influenced by whenever you were growing up?
1: I mean, I think like I said, I think the Rolling Stones, the Beach Boys, a lot of. Uh, rock and roll like that for sure and then my mom was like really like Peter, Paul, and Mary you know that kind of thing that's (laughs) cool
0: that's cool to have that kind of background really because I mean that's pretty much the only way someone gets into Peter, Paul, and Mary is whenever your parents (laughs) start you at a young age you know and then you can appreciate their music absolutely so well that's that's cool so I mean what when did you decide that you wanted to first start a band or what was that like starting your first band
1: oh gosh I don't know, man. Like I was probably like in junior high. I started like you know, a little junior high band. Uh, it was weird. It was just all Nirvana covers. Yeah, <laughs> that
0: was it. I think we all st- I, we would actually in high school. Um, I had a we were the Weezer band.
1: Yeah, right.
0: And then we would play gigs with the Nirvana band. Uh huh. And then our other friend there were the Blink One Eighty Two band. So we would <laughs> right. put on little shows in everybody's garages all the time. But yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's funny that you know. There's always that Nirvana band in every yeah, right. Every junior <laughs> high.
1: Seriously, well, yeah, you know. And like in high school, it's just like definitely. Where I kind of got like more of my influences, I guess. You know, I've met with a lot of people who kind of got me into like more music, right? And just like metals. I was really into metal and everything too. Metal and like grunge rock.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, uh, that's just kind of laid the groundwork for that for sure. Like, Where I'm at now. Listen to bands like Joy Division and Thriving Bristle, uh, you know, Old Ministry, that all that kind of stuff, you know, for sure.
0: And from listening to uh, listening to some of your music that I've I've heard online, I mean, just the electronic vibe that that you give out. Not not so much. You kind of remind me almost of like a Black Moth Super Rainbow, which I'm really into. But not so much the the crazy distorted vocals that he has, but Uh the just the sound. The sound, know, the, the sound is there. Stuff. That's great. Yeah. That's... Yeah.
1: I went on tour with those guys, uh, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago. Really? Yeah, it was great. Wow. What
0: was, was that really, like, it was, man? It was like... really
1: great. So we did South by Southwest. I was asked to play slide guitar in a band called Dream End. Okay. Where I'm in Chicago. And uh, so the guy who runs Dream End, or who, in, main person in Dream End, runs the Greyface label, and they're on the great Face So we just with them for, like, a week or two. It was mm. ridiculous. That had to be awesome. Did you guys play anywhere
0: around this area, or was it all just kind of... We
1: came through and played Vintage Vinyl. I feel like it was just, like, a record store show, which was okay. totally awesome. That would be cool. Uh, we, just, we did that, and then uh, that was it for, like, really the Midwest and a few shows in Chicago. Yeah.
0: Um, I went and saw them whenever they... They came through. Um, I forgot who they were with, but it was it was whenever um, tobacco pretty much got all of his shit stolen, like their van got raided. Oh yeah, Do you, I, you remember yeah, that the I fire? B- Helped him
1: find <laughs> gear that day actually. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, thought, I was, that was
1: terrible,
0: dude. I was posting that all over my Twitter too, and I was like, God, I hope somebody comes through. I yeah. wish I would have had the shit because that would have been so cool would yeah, be like, yeah, right,
1: absolutely. Yeah, like, I just don't have the same gear they use. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the only problem I had, but yeah, that was that was that was terrible.
0: What a bummer! They yeah. come through St. Louis and they get fucking ripped off. It's like Seriously. the stereotype of St. Louis, yeah. anyways. So <laughs> that's so
1: true, man. Uh, I mean, that's why bands don't stop here you know <laughs> No one goes to shows if they do. Well, the band has all their shit stolen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So uh, going back to to the beginning, like, what was the first instrument that you picked up?
1: Guitar, definitely. Guitar. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to play bass. My parents were like, "No, you should learn how to play guitar first and then I was just like stuck.
0: It's, even if somebody's interested in bass, nobody's like, "Don't play bass." Man. Right? Don't leave that for somebody else. <laughs> Seriously. That's what I got stuck with oh, because man. everybody else had dreams of being the guitar player or the drummer. Right. So I
1: would love to just be able to play bass in a band again. Though it's just so much less equipment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding, dude. So what kind of
0: guitar did you get?
1: Oh wow! I had like an old Fender. What was it? Old Fender Squires the first guitar I had. Yeah,
0: just
1: like
0: this little red guitar, white pickup, just really super generic. Mm-hmm. I played the shit
1: out. Yeah. <laughs> I think my first guitar was a Lotus. So oh yeah, I yeah. got a Lotus bass. Nice. Yeah, I love
0: it. Dude, I love mine too. I think I, my mom got it for me for like eighty bucks at the local, you know, hole in the wall guitar store.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, I mean, I played it, and it's still my favorite guitar. I stripped it down and uh, repainted it, you know, because I don't care about messing it up.
1: <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but
0: yeah, that's they're really good guitars. Yeah, man. they're awesome.
1: This one I got it at a thrift store. I traded a, a lamp for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of my favorite acoustics. I traded a GameCube game for it. So <laughs> yes, it's that's great. Easy to come up with a with a guitar that seems shitty, but it's really cool. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, I mean, you you kind of talked a little bit about some of your, some of your influences once you got more serious about music, but as of today, if someone asks you, you know, who are, like, your major influences, who would you go to automatically?
1: You know, I think, like, Slow Dive and Ride, definitely huge influences. My Bloody Valentine, Joy Division, New Order, I mean, there's so many, I mean, it really kind of depends on the genre, too, like... We had uh, Slint. Slint's a really big influence. And there's a lot of hip-hop influence, too. Uh, a lot of East Coast stuff. I mean, it's really scattered. A lot of dub, like old classic dub, like King Tubby, Augustus Pablo, that type of thing. And it's even tons of delay on drums. is. I'm, I'm sick about it.
0: I could see that. And it probably depends on what day of the week someone asks you that question, right. too. Right. Absolutely, <laughs> man.
1: <laughs>
0: For me, basically, because I live here in St. Louis. But what's yeah. your favorite venue in town to play at?
1: I really like playing foam. It's on Cherokee. It's wow. a little like coffee, beer, stop, it's to kind of make your own sound type place. You know, like, they have a little PA, but you just do all that stuff yourself.
0: So when I when when you go in there, do you take like an acoustic, or what, what's like your your like stripped down setup when you're playing a place like that?
1: Oh, it's all this.
0: All this shit. Yeah, cool yeah. man. <laughs> for for people that, that can't see, we got an entire, just like you would imagine an electronic band. There's something on the. On the keyboard there, that's just lighting up with a bunch of colors, and it looks like a control center, basically. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: It's insane. It's a, it's a bit much.
0: But basically, like a like a coffee shop. How many times do you play there often? Or
1: I played there a couple of times. Uh, both times were really really great. Mm-hmm. A really good crowd. It's always free shows too, so people just like show up and like not really knowing what's going to happen type thing. type yeah. Place there. I like it. Uh, the Heavy Anchor is also a really cool place. Anchor, where's that at? Uh, it's on Chippewa. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I'm really bad with this area. It's yeah. ridiculous. I'm from St. Louis. I
0: don't
1: even know anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I use MapQuest for everything.
0: I've, I've lived here for like seven years. I moved from southern Illinois, so I wasn't ever too far away. But, uh-huh. I mean, I got... You know a lot of the suburbs and shit but whenever it comes to like downtown st louis right i would get lost in a second you know the like,
1: same way man it's ridiculous it is ridiculous i grew up in the <laughs> suburbs and it's just like there's i know everything back of my
0: hand yeah you know? like that's even in other
1: states i've been i just i know where i'm going but here like i live here i have no idea where
0: that's I'm funny going. man i know <laughs> I, and i love it whenever somebody from out of town like you got to find this they're like well ha- don't you live here what do you mean right it's like no i live in west county dude i don't know anything <laughs> about where you're going well, tell me about some you've had some other musical projects obviously in the past.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think like uh, <clears throat> when I really really got serious with doing music. I was in a thing called music Four. It was just me and my friend Greg he played drums and bass and I did a lot of life sampling with that and uh, guitar and piano mm-hmm. um, We did that for a few years. I moved to Chicago mixed a record of ours and came back and uh, and another person to the band, so it was like three of us, then we moved back to Chicago, <laughs> and uh, when I moved back, I asked guys to play bass in uh, a band called Tenkey, it was like kind of like a six piece, Brit pop influence type band, you know, horn section and everything, it was great, those guys are super cool, um, and then playing with them, I started playing with Dream End, and uh, did that pretty much until I moved back here, like off and on, like we'd have shows off and on and whatnot. Moved back here and started another band called Luxora with uh, a couple of people I became like, good friends with over at Craigslist.
0: Really? Yeah, which is
1: really hard to find.
0: Did you just put an ad out? I put
1: an ad out and like someone actually was just like, oh look at all these weird, obscure bands. I'm totally into it.
0: You didn't? How many buttle yeah. pictures did you get? Yeah, like... right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I've never tried Craigslist for anything
1: really, but it, it I mean... Dodgy, man. You got to be brave to do it, because you don't
0: know what you're going to get in return. Right. So I've
1: never, like, I've, I've sold stuff on Craigslist and, like, never really had any issues, but I know people who've, like, been ripped off or like, all that shit. Yeah,
0: it's it's, it's a risk,
1: man. Yeah. But they kind of got me into, like, doing electronic music, uh, like, writing beats and stuff when I, was, when I was in, like, Zora. I've never really done anything like that.
0: So whenever you, in that band, you were playing guitars or keyboards? Yeah, I was playing
1: guitar and melodica.
0: Okay. Yeah. And you you mentioned, I mean, so somewhere in between playing keyboards, were you, like, trained on piano, or did you just pick it up? I just picked it
1: up. Like, I, uh, I bought one off a friend, this old organ, like, years ago, and, like, just had a really crazy sound. I was super into it, and it just kind of used it more for, like, sound or than an instrument you know right <laughs> it's definitely different now like everybody uses an instrument
0: now and in, than just like a tone type thing you know that's some of the some of the shittiest looking instruments like whenever i go into goodwill i, I usually see like a nice organ that's beat up but it's like oh right. my god i want that so bad just to record a couple songs with it <laughs> right
1: yeah seriously it weighs like nine thousand pounds yeah <laughs>
0: I've I've used just just for like a just a little melody in the background of a song I recorded, I use a little tiny Casio keyboard that my mom got for like a quarter at a yard sale. Yeah, right. But I, you couldn't replicate that sound with anything, Seriously. man. Seriously,
1: those things are cool too, man. Oh yeah, a lot definitely. Of those, you know, like circuit bending, I know people do like a lot of circuit bending stuff, and just been crazy as shit.
0: Out. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's one good thing about making you know, kind of, like, wackier music like I'm into, or even, like, you're into, you can just kind of find weird shit to just make obscure sounds that just sound cool. Absolutely. Um, What was your worst experience performing?
1: Oh.
0: Ever had any, like, super embarrassing?
1: Yeah, some super terrible, terrible things. Uh, (laughs) One of them used to be at this place that was, like, downtown. I don't remember what it was called, but they had the band shoved into corner of the room in like the little window area and so we go it was while I was in the music for band it was the drummer and then the bass player myself we all had a stand in line in front of everything and there's cables everywhere and I got tripped up on everything and I eventually like threw my guitar which I never do it was was ridiculous Oh, I was screaming in the microphone and no one could hear me everyone was just laughing it was really terrible
0: Oh man, what a bummer. Oh,
1: that sucked.
0: Yeah, I I mean, never played any, any big any bigger venues or anything like that, but just playing like little shows whenever I was in junior high, you'd always trip over a cord. Yeah, like, right. Something would just stop working, all of a sudden it's never happened before.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: Uh never fails. <laughs> <clears throat> so something that like I'm kind of interested in because I've never dabbled in like electronic music. I have a really deep love and respect for it, but I've never I've never tried to like compose any music. How do you like go about creating an an electronic song? Oh
1: man, it's different every time. Yeah. For sure. You know, like I still feel that I'm new to the program itself that I use and that anytime I like write something I kinda do something different sometimes it's kind of just based on just like a keyboard part you know and uh i'll just let it play while i play guitar on top of it or like do like live other live keyboard stuff or whatever on top of it um sometimes it's kind of like a remix so a lot of times on like um especially on the record that's coming out there's a few songs where it's going to be different live like every single time it's a totally different thing and it has to be it has really. Because yeah, there's there's no way for me to actually recreate that. Even like the recording is like its own remix of so itself, you know what I mean? Like and the idea's there and it just, you just I just work off of that with that one.
0: That's really cool too about electronic music. You don't have to worry about getting kind of cornered like you know, like playing fucking Bon Jovi like how he's always gonna play cowboy or whatever the fuck that song is. You're not right, gonna right. you can just go out and just kinda you can you can experiment every time with the song, you know. Right. Well, tell me about this record that's coming out.
1: Yeah, it's called Sour Times. Six songs. Uh, Put it on vinyl. It'll be out September 19th. Um, just doing it all myself. Um, I'm also going to have like, a remix record with it, like a remix CD from a bunch of uh, producers and remixers around St. Louis. Um, that's going to be in the record as well.
0: Awesome. But, yeah, How does somebody go about... like? pressing on vinyl if they if they want to get into that that sounds so it's difficult
1: so difficult uh, it's expensive it's really hard to find like a good small run vinyl place you know
0: I'm sure it, it sounds like it's, it's such pricey. a it sounds like it's such like a novelty at this point but I mean right. people are into it but you still gotta find some way that's gonna do it for cheap you know sure right absolutely
1: like, especially just be able to cut even yeah you know everybody wants to make it you know even right exactly <laughs> I mean <laughs> yeah. they, yeah, I mean, profit's always great for sure. But you know, if I break even, that's even that's just as cool.
0: And then you have a record too. You have like yeah. your own record.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. And never I just did a whole record by myself. You know.
0: That's awesome. But the
1: other re- recordings, like I, I, uh, I do it by myself, and then I collaborated with my friend Sonjada, who's in a band called Key of Swords, um, on two tracks that's on the CD.
0: Um, And is that the Hello, Hello EP? No, that's
1: the one before, and it's just like a self-titled. Okay. Yeah, the Hello, Hello EP is kind of a mixture of pretty much like my first recordings using the computer program, just kind of getting to know it, and uh, just kind of like odd recordings as well, you know, just like weird off songs and things that don't really sound complete, which...
0: So, yeah, exactly. So they weren't necessarily songs that you were sitting on for a while, like right. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: just like I mean, it's just a stockpile of songs. It's ridiculous.
0: That's awesome, man. So you you never you'll never run out of material, and, and especially I, with being able to remix like your old stuff too, yeah, if you right. want to. Yeah,
1: I'm super excited about that. I got a lot of really cool people doing remixes for it. I'm pretty yeah. I'm super super hyped about that
0: for sure. I've noticed in some. I mean. A few of your songs, I, I do hear lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. Are you a lyricist, or do you have someone else write lyrics, or how does that it's work?
1: both. Um, on the EP, there's a song I sing on. Those are those are all my lyrics. Uh, on the first CD, my friend Singetta wrote all the lyrics, um, and still all the singing. I gave her the tracks, and I was just like, just go for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Just do your interpretation of what I'm doing. I think they turn out great. And on the record, there's a song that's I did all the the lyrics and vocals for, and then there's another song that was in wrote for like another band I was in. There's like another long distance band for my friend Adam who lived in Texas, and uh, so that was one of his songs. It was one of my songs that he wrote the lyrics to, and then I kind of like rearranged lyrics and redid them all. Oh,
0: that's super Which cool. Kinda,
1: yeah, I feel. I mean. <laughs>
0: you, do you feel dirty about it? Say I feel more, a little
1: bit, you know, but, like, he's totally all about it. Like, he's totally supportive. It was kind of, I kind of did as a nod to him type thing, you know? But at the same time, it's like, I should just ruin myself, but... <laughs>
0: I, I mean me I think it's I think it's pretty cool um but then again I think I could also trick myself into just thinking anything was you know well I d- I wasn't really happy with this but then again it's not the way it normally goes so then it's cool like right. I'm happy with it you know yeah, but right. I thought it sounded fine man from an outsider's perspective I it's it's obviously an inner battle that you have just sure. with the lyrics. Yeah right absolutely <laughs> So whenever you record um <clears throat> is it you record most of it in in this room, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have a lot of people? Just I mean, is it mainly you, or do you have other musicians come and sit in and like play like um, any instruments on tracks? A lot of
1: times, when I'm just doing hands and feet stuff, it's just it's just me by myself, like miking everything and recording. Yeah, it's just just me.
0: That's cool. Yeah, that, I always felt like I mean I always loved the idea of a band like having like especially the more you know like fucking rentals size band there's like eight people right but the reality of getting everybody together during the week to practice and to record and it's it became a pain in the ass I, w-
1: yeah. I
0: love the idea of just being able to like oh I can't sleep tonight I'm gonna go down and record a song right
1: you yeah know? at any time yeah perfect
0: that, that's really cool man <laughs> it's really
1: like all I do
0: so how often are you playing around the area
1: uh right now kind of once a month kind of back and force with that right now I'm trying to get a little bit more shows it's just kind of hard for what I'm doing I suppose to get more shows Like, a lot of, there's a lot of punk bands and a lot of rock and roll bands and it's hard to get something going that's a good mix mm-hmm. I mean they're definitely out there in St. Louis for sure you know but uh, it's just hard to get like a venue to like be like yeah you should totally fucking do this shit
0: I could see that too you, you gotta really especially um being like independent you gotta find like a national probably act to like open for maybe is right, that absolutely it's that's, that's really famous for what they do and sure
1: you know but we're on the same idea or not an idea necessarily but like genre of sorts quote-unquote you know um, yeah a lot of times it's like rock bands and <laughs> unless you put on the shows ourselves and it's just
0: those are the most fun ones, anyways, I, I, I would say.
1: Yeah, man, you know, like, yeah, just playing shows with bands that you like is <laughs> always better than playing shows with bands you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing beats
0: a good basement show at our buddy's house That's with a what bunch saying, of people. I'm saying, man,
1: I love a good house show. I've done them I've done them here before. Really? Yeah, it was great.
0: Man, how many people?
1: Maybe about 10 to 20, you know, just a small amount of people, It's like drinking beer and Music. Oh, that's awesome! Stu shoegaze, electronic
0: stuff, you know. That's awesome, dude. I would love to. I'd love to come to one of those. If you yeah, if right. you throw another one, that sounds super fun. Seriously,
1: there's yeah, that's super cool. Absolutely.
0: As far as I mean, being on a couple tours and that type of thing, what has been like the highlight? Like, have you ever met one of your like idols or somebody that you've loved music wise? You know, or,
1: I uh, I played a show with Sonic Boom one really and yeah, that to me was just like mind blowing and he was talking about my guitar sound and how much he, like, he loved my guitar sound and that was ridiculous oh that's awesome man. yeah you know like that's that's huge um you know I mean there's it's always it's always ups and downs for sure it's always I always there's always peaks <laughs> and you know I think my next thing is just like having a record out I'm super excited about that I think that's huge for me um like playing shows wise like I've when I was in Tennessee. We played at Arena Plaza. That was beautiful. That place is huge. That was in New York. Um, I mean, yeah, just doing a South by Southwest and CMJ and all those things are like huge. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> well, just just being a music fan. I mean, you saying that you know you've played at Southwest. I mean, to me, it's like this dude's made it. Like oh, he's made man. it, you know. Yeah, but, right. And, and you're always—I mean, you're always thinking, you know, I got to do something else. But just playing it South by Southwest—that's
1: that's awesome. It is really cool. It was a lot of fun. That's a feather I that you gonna can... again, but it's it's such a nightmare to get in. Yeah. there's so many people.
0: <laughs> what what did it take to what did it take to have to get you to like to get play there?
1: I have no idea. They just yeah. hired me and be like, "Hey, you want to play guitar? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> Are you doing that? Perfect." It yeah.
0: it does seem pretty crazy, man. Um, I listen to Howard Stern a lot, and uh, Howard was talking about whenever he went, he he happened to head down that way during South by Southwest. He said he couldn't even sit in his apartment or not his apartment, his hotel room, without just hearing music blasting from the street. Like, yeah, he couldn't right.
1: even sleep. It's everywhere. It's so like, it's so
0: crazy. Oh, <laughs> well, that sounds cool. Let's talk a little bit about your gear that you use.
1: Yeah, totally. Is, uh, this is a little sizer friend JJ made he made that looks yeah, like it's yeah. just a little block of wood right just, yeah just a little block of wood yes yeah, yeah. so I have that run to the chaos pad I also have my microphone running the chaos pad so I do vocals and play the melodica okay so that's the that's where all the little blinky red lights are coming from yeah 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 uh I have Nintendo DS oh nice yeah. do you use that for do you like have a like jam sessions in there or something yeah yeah so there's like a little Korg synthesizer. Game, oh no way, you just like kind of record with that. It's all 8 bit. That is awesome, yeah. yeah. That thing's ridiculous. Uh, and then this little keyboard, all my guitar picks on it, little 25 key keyboard, uh, launch pad. It kind of has all like the all my tracks, all my separate tracks, uh, instrument wise, are all programmed into here, which goes into my computer. I made this case out of an old suitcase. Yeah, it's just an old green looking luggage suitcase. That's badass looking, yeah. man. I put this little arm on it so I could have it straight up. with a screen, just like straight up, you know, if I wanted to. I right do I just have it like this. But yeah, I have just like all my computers in here. It's like a little Mac, uh, mini Mac. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then my guitar stuff too. So. An insane amount of pedals on the floor here. We're looking at. Yeah, it's all, all mainly all delay pedals. Like all looping pedals and delay pedals, like a tremolo pedal, a couple of boutique pedals, you know. It's a pretty badass setup, man. It's the kind of setup that you would, you know, it's just like a, it's a setup that you would see a, at basically any place where there would be good music. I would say. Right. I would hope so. It's pretty cool. It's man. a lot. It's kind of. It takes a little bit to set up. I'm getting faster and faster at it every time. <laughs> I think it would be difficult. It seems like whenever. Um, someone in this genre is performing it's like you're putting together a little puzzle every time you right. do it you know absolutely I kind of made it a little bit easier kind of plug and go type thing you know with making the case and making a pedal board and that kind of thing you know there's only a few things I really gotta plug in but I still have wires
0: <laughs> it's badass man hey thanks man
1: yeah it's uh, it's fun there's more and more stuff I want to get more stuff that I even need to have yeah. here too, you know. There's always something. There's absolutely. I want to go buy a DS now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, they're awesome. Totally.
0: So, would you mind performing? Yeah, yeah, I would love, love to. Too. Cool. Okay, so the song that you're about to perform, uh, what's it? What's it titled? Does it have a title? Yeah, it's
1: called "Of Hands and Swords." Okay. Very cool. And it
0: cool. looks like you got a guitar there, so you're going to be kind of doing it all. It seems like. When
1: you doing it all? Okay. Yeah uh so i wanted to say before i play too that normally i play uh i usually have my friend caitlin funston do projections she does a lot of really great stop motion animation stuff it's super psychedelic and oh, awesome right on. And unfortunately she's gonna be here today but yeah man she's awesome that's all right that'll get people to
0: come out and check it out live get the real experience right get the whole thing that is a nice Rickenbacker there, by the way, that he's yeah, playing. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, it looks like a almost like a John Lennon-esque yeah. kind of guitar. Right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, the floor is yours. Cool. sounds so amazing. Oh man, thanks a lot. Would there be any way I could get you to do just one more song for me? Yeah, absolutely. That would be a possibility. Okay. Yeah. Um, I see that you have a bass sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like a really awesome sweet vintage bass. Yeah. Um, so what's the name of this song?
1: Uh, this one is called Every Day is Another Day Full of Waves. It's the last song that's on the record. Um, last one I recorded. I kind of wrote it and recorded it all in one go and I like it was strong enough to be put
0: on a record. So it's a taste of what's to come then? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, well, uh, whenever you're ready, man. Cool. Thank you. Dude, that was so cool. What was the the little horn thing you were playing? What's that thing called? Oh, it's the Melanica. It looks like a, it looks sort of like a, almost like a Fisher Price type toy. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's like these are particularly old. Probably from like the 60s, I guess. Um, Yeah, you know, it's just kind of like a keyboard.
0: Wow. uh, Keyboard keys and everything. Cool. It, it had like um the the little part that you were playing it sounded like an like an old harmonica on the like the
1: frontier or something.
0: Kind of yeah, right. it reminded
1: me of. Yeah, it's kinda like kinda like a harmonica, like harmonica and like a like accordion type tone to it too, you know? Yeah, definitely. Full air rushing in type instrument. Yeah.
0: Oh man, that was super cool. Thanks man. You have time for another one? Yeah hey, I have as much time if you're going to keep doing songs like that, man. I'll hang out for as long as you want. Nice. Let's do one more. Okay, so this song
1: you said is going to be... F- it, this song is actually from your your earlier... Yeah, it's from the first CD. Uh, my friend Sonata from Cave of Swords did vocals for it. I'm going to do an instrumental version of it. Okay. What's this, What do you call this one? Birdwatcher. B-Y-R-D, Walcher. Okay. All right. I <laughs>
0: for anybody that's listening to this right now and saying to yourself, it sounds like there's a whole band here. It's only this one dude, and he is literally doing the work of an entire band. I'm just perplexed watching him perform. He's got one hand on the keyboard. He's got the, uh, what did you call the... Melodica? The melodica. He's got the melodica going, and he's hitting the keys on that because that's an instrument in and of itself, and then he's moving and changing dials, and it's it's amazing, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. No, that's, that's great. Thank you. Oh, of course, man. Once again, thank you for taking the time yeah, to have me over and uh, talk
1: with you. Yeah, this is great. This is super fun. I love this.
0: Well, thanks, man. I really enjoyed it. And yeah. um, where can my listeners find your music?
1: Uh, Bandcamp. band camp. So it would be uh, handsandfeet.bandcamp.com. Or you go to SoundCloud, soundcloud.com backslash hands and feet dot com. Um, That's pretty much it. Where you can find my stuff right now. Um.
0: And yeah. one, of, one of those fancy Facebook pages that everybody talks about.
1: Yeah, I don't, I just never know what my call thing is on it, so it's, <laughs> it's just look up hands and feet. Hopefully, yeah. you'll see like a weird picture and it's me.
0: That's uh, man close to my heart right there. I, I forget every time what my Facebook thing is whenever I'm trying to. <laughs> right. if somebody gives me a chance to promote something. I'm like, I know it's I know it's somethingfacebook.com. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> But I will throw a link in so so people can uh, people can find this and your new album. You said it's coming out in September.
1: Yeah, September nineteenth. Um, I'm gonna have a release party at the Heavy Anchor. Uh, should be good. Still getting some bands together for it, but uh, for I have for, so far is pretty exciting.
0: And yeah. uh, are you gonna any plans on like putting that out on like iTunes, all that stuff? Yeah, I'm
1: gonna try to go through iTunes once. Uh, probably the next like month or so. I wanna try to put it up on iTunes. See how that goes. Yeah.
0: And I also this this copy of the EP that you gave me, I see that it's on cassette.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I got three different releases actually for it. Uh, one of them was released in Mexico City on a little independent label that's just just download label type thing. Uh that's gonna be different from the tape. And the tape's also different from what's on my banking.
0: So this is it's, it's basically like a one of a kind type. You have to get it on cassette to have this
1: type, right? right? Or collect all three. Yeah. <laughs> Trade with your friends. Right. It's like Pale Kids. Yeah, man, that's awesome. <laughs> and
0: you were also saying before you played this last song that um, there were some people that you collaborated with.
1: Yeah. So I collaborated, collaborated with uh, my friend's band, Cave of Swords, quite a bit. Uh, we'll probably continue to do stuff with them. Um, my friend Backbeat, he's part of Far Fetched, uh, record label, so I'm kind of in with those guys a little bit. Uh, him and this other guy, Centipede, kind of do like a hip-hop thing, off and on. Um, Backbeat and I have been talking about doing more of a serious thing, and maybe you would call it hind legs or something like that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, those guys are fucking awesome. Check um, those
0: guys out. I'm sure they all have Twitters and.
1: Yeah, Backbeat is definitely both of them. Like Sanpei, Backbeat, all three of them actually, and Kiva Store. Both on, they're all on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. Backbeat's B E E T. uh, but yeah. Cool, definitely. man.
0: Well, yeah, and I'm sure that you guys have a lot in common music-wise if you're collaborating.
1: So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm supposed to have some sort of show in July. It was far-fetched. Uh, collaborating with uh, like another composer. Oh, wow. So, like, a, an actual classically trained composer. That's going to be intense. I'm really looking forward to that, for sure. I'd be nervous, man. Yeah. <laughs> <Hell> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check them out after, after hearing your stuff. But. Cool, cool. So, yeah, I mean... Getting a vinyl copy of that would be super cool. I would definitely want to go out and get one at the record release party. Yeah, awesome. Um but yeah, thank thanks again so much and you know, I'll be keeping in touch with you, man.
1: Cool, awesome.
0: And uh we'll be right back on C S P. So that's the show today. Um, once again, I'd like to just say thank you to Stephen for sitting in with us and talking with us and performing, man. That was awesome. Make sure to check out Hands and Feet Music at SoundCloud.com forward slash Hands and Feet and also Hands and com. So, what more is there to say? I mean, I think we said it all. Um, Yeah, that's basically it, guys. Uh, Tune in next week. We will be talking about the latest craze that's going on in quilting and uh, quilting patterns. We'll also be talking about whether or not it's healthier to fry in peanut oil. I don't know, guys. And finally, how to get out those, those darn grass stains out of your jeans. So all that and more on the next episode of CSP. Until then, guys, take care of yourselves and each other.
2: You have just listened to Complete Sentences with Ty and Rocky K. Please feel free to email us at completesentencespod at gmail.com.